Hello there, I'm Natalia Malu, your unfiltered fit BFF, mom of two turned CEO of a fitness empire. Someone who understands the struggles of trying to stay fit, sane, and sexy, all while juggling work, life, and motherhood. And this is the Unfiltered Fit Life Podcast. Follow along wherever you're listening and join me weekly as I help busy working moms just like you simplify their fitness journey so they can lose weight, regain their confidence, and feel sexy AF. It's time to stop living in the what-ifs and hiding from the cameras. It's time to regain control over your body, feel sexy naked, and wear a bikini confidently. People already see you as a super confident woman, but it's time for you to feel the same way too. Let's go. Hello, hello there, fam. Natalia Mello here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered Fit Life Podcast. We are in the heart of the holiday season. You know, you might be listening to this podcast while doing last minute shopping, or you might be getting things ready to host in your house or to bring somewhere. And I have very good memories of the holidays growing up. And I have a fun fact for you. Did you know that in Brazil, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve on the 24th? And then I remember that our meal was always served right before midnight. And when I talk about the parties that my mom used to host, I remember that there were some parties that my mom even served breakfast the next day because people just stayed overnight and it would be like five or six o'clock in the morning. My mom is walking around with shots of espresso and a bread basket for people to just stay. So I have very fond memories of Christmas growing up in Brazil. And we have been creating some traditions with our own family, but we can talk about the holiday season, we cannot talk about Christmas and the festivities without talking about the overconsumption of calories. And, you know, it's known that it is going to be a period where there is going to be a lot less structure and there is going to be a lot of events that you're going to be attending and it's going to make a little bit more challenging to stay 100% on track with your fitness goals. And what happens is that a lot of people just throw their hands up in the air and they're like, oh, what's the point? If I cannot be 100% perfect, then I'm just going to wait. And that way can be next month, the next year. And instead of starting the new year and, you know, just let's say a couple pounds or a pound or no weight gain at all, they're starting like way farther from their fitness goal, their goal weight, whatever that is. So today we are going to be talking about, and I'm going to be sharing with you five strategies that I personally use to minimize weight gain during the holiday season. And we can see here and pretend that there is Oh, no, it's just that one day. But the problem is that for a lot of people, it's not just that one day. In the U.S., for many people, it has started since Thanksgiving. And on Christmas, it starts right before Christmas and then it goes on until January 1st. So that's the misconception that it's just about that one day. It's not just about what you do on that one day. It's about what you do on the days before and what you keep on doing after 
the actual festivity? Do you get back on the wagon? And that's what we're going to be touching on. And I'll be sharing these strategies that have worked for me and that I have been fine-tuning over the years. And I have a fun fact for you. Did you know that this time of the year is responsible for people putting on about 80% of what their annual weight gain is? So, I mean, it's no surprise that people have a little bit of a panicky situation whenever it comes to the holiday season, but worry no more. I feel very confident that with these tips that I'm going to be sharing with you and these strategies that I personally use, you are going to be prepared and good to go. And the first one is to keep a routine. And that's a big problem that I see in the fitness space. And even whenever I'm talking with women who want to work with us is that, oh, but I'm busy. And it's not, it doesn't happen just on the holiday season. It happens during the summertime. It happens whenever we're coming closer to spring break. Oh, I'm busy and, you know, I can't start a program right now where I cannot stick with it because the holidays are right there and there is going to be the festivity and I'm not going to be able to stick to the program and I'm not going to be able to be perfect. So this whole idea that you need to be perfect all the time does not prepare you for real life. Because right now is the holiday season, but then then we're going to have January and then February. Normally in January, the excuse is, oh, I've, I've spent too much money on the holiday, so I cannot do anything right now. And then in February, oh yeah, maybe I can do it right now. And then March, we're already gearing up for a spring break. Oh, I can't do it because I have a trip coming up. Do you see how it's very easy to become a cycle? So by having some kind of routine, you will allow you to keep on showing up, even if it cannot be perfect. So what do I mean by that? For example, we are traveling for Christmas and New Year's. I like to stay with my routine, so I will likely keep on exercising. I'll keep on training, maybe not consistently five days a week, but let's say three or four times a week, I will find a gym because I like to have that routine. I like to know that I'm going to stay consistent with something that keeps me grounded on what my life actually is. So I don't feel the need to go off the rails with the food and it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's where I find that a lot of people miss the boat. It's kind of like, oh, I'm on vacation. I cannot dedicate as much time to my training or the hotel gym is not perfect. So what's the point of me even showing up? That's okay. Like when I travel, my training routines are mediocre. Sometimes they can be good, but most of the time they're mediocre. I might train for half of the time that I normally would train if I were back home. But it's more about keeping the routine and doing what you can with the time that you have and having that mental flexibility to be like, okay, if I cannot train for, I don't know, 45 minutes, but I have 25 minutes, I'm going to show up for the 25 minutes because it's still better than nothing. That way you are going to be able to keep the momentum. Even whenever we're talking about, you know, the holiday parties and the events in the kids' school, there's always going to be something and you might not be able to show up 100% every single time, but it's sticking to a routine 
in setting time aside on your calendar and objectively looking at your calendar and seeing whenever it is that you can stay consistent with your training and with your nutrition, that is going to be a big game changer. So by the time the new year comes, you're not going to feel like you're literally starting from nothing. Because I feel like that's what makes people so discouraged about progress and about how much they have to go is because they completely stop. It's hard to pick it up because depending on your fitness level throughout your life, you might be in a place that you've never been before and things just keep on getting worse and worse and worse. And by keeping a routine, you don't allow that momentum to ever stop. Even if you're moving slowly, you're still moving. So my first strategy is keep a routine. And with a little caveat here, understanding that this routine is not going to be perfect. There is going to have to be some social agility there, but keep on doing what you can with the time that you have instead of completely giving up. Strategy number two, don't go to parties starving. Like don't arrive at a party that you know that is going to have a whole bunch of snacks that are going to be incredibly heavy and calorie dense and that is going to have a whole bunch of booze because you're not going to be able to make choices thinking it through. Have you ever looked at an apple whenever you're starving and you're like, "Mm, that's exactly what I needed? No. And if you are going to be drinking, chances are that you're going to get shit-faced a lot quicker. I've never seen a drunk person looking for kale as a snack. So, Making sure that you don't go to parties hungry. If you are following some kind of meal plan, try to have your meal or have some kind of snack before you head to the party. And even a step further of what I also do is if it is a party in a restaurant or something that I will have access to to the menu in advance, I'll kind of plan my day around it and the caloric consumption that I estimate that meal is going to have. That way, I am not going completely off the rails whenever it comes to my caloric consumption. But what is going to allow you to make more educated choices instead of impulse decisions is going to be by not going to the parties starving because you're just going to grab the first thing that comes in front of you. So that's the second strategy that I use. I always eat a little something, something before I go because I don't want to get there just ravenous and just going for whatever. Number three is going to be letting it go of the all or nothing mentality. I kind of start touching on it on the first one whenever I was talking about keeping a routine. You know, if you do not have the full amount of time that you normally train for, it doesn't mean that it, it has to be a nothing. Oh, if I cannot do all the time that I normally do, then I'm not going to do anything at all. With your training, it doesn't have to be like that. You can still show up and do something. I think that it's not just for the physical benefit, but most importantly, from the psychological benefit that you are going to show to yourself that you are able to honor a promise that you have made to yourself, even when life gets busy. And that's going to build that confidence. So really letting go on the all or nothing mentality on the exercise front. And most importantly, on the food 
front. Because what I see time and time again, especially with those that have been on yo-yo diets and have always had a very extreme mindset around food, is that they'll go to a party and then they would eat, let's say, two hors d'oeuvres that is, quote unquote, off plan. And then they already feel like they're a failure. Oh, I suck. So if I already had two hors d'oeuvres that probably total 300 calories, for example, you know what? I already messed up. So I'm just going to go ahead and eat the whole tray of hors d'oeuvres and then keep on eating it tomorrow as well. And then I'll pick it back fresh again on Monday. And then Monday becomes the new year. And then what was supposed just to be uh, extra consumption of 300 calories, next thing you know, is it's become three-week-long binge fast. So it's like the car analogy, the tires. Can you imagine you get a flat tire and you're like, you know what? I suck. I drove through this nail. I got one flat tire. I'm going to go ahead and slash the other three just because. That's not going to fix your problem at all. It's actually going to make your life even harder. And that's the same thing with food. Imagine that every time that you're like, for example, pouring milk, then let's say that you spill a little bit of milk whenever you're pouring it. You're like, you know what? I suck. Then you just go ahead and you pour the whole carton of milk on the floor just because you messed up. So letting go of that all or nothing mentality that if you're not like 100% perfect and you eat 1000% according to plan, then what's the point? Because that is going to lead likely to binging and it's going to lead to a significant weight increase, which then is going to lead you to be even farther away from your fitness goals. And these, if I were to talk about most of the strategies that I'm sharing today of the five strategies, this is one of the most challenging ones. This was personally for me, something that it took me a long time, especially with my background from competing of those extremes, all or nothing relationship with, you know, anything fitness or food related. This was very challenging, but it was an exercise that I constantly practiced with myself. And one thing that I found that made this all or nothing mentality, I don't want to say easy because it wasn't easy, but that made the transition smoother was normalizing foods that I perceived as quote unquote bad or that I perceived that I wasn't allowed on my day to day if I wanted to have certain fitness goals, you know, like ice cream or dessert or chip, you know, I now I never deprive myself from having access to these foods on a normal day-to-day, by normalizing it, it stops being novelty whenever I come across it. So I don't feel the desperate need to overconsume. This is a much more lengthy process. And so for the purpose of this podcast and for the purpose of sharing strategies that you can utilize right now, especially as we are so close to big feast, understanding that It's not all loss just because you messed up just a little bit or you perceive as messing up. Food is part of life. So let it go. That's strategy number three. Then strategy number four is don't use exercise to justify binging or overconsumption and vice versa. And what I mean by that is that for a long time, 
I would think, oh, I'm going to exercise today because I'm going to burn all these calories so I can eat more later. But the reality is that whenever you look at the caloric output of exercise compared to how many calories you actually consume during Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like this, it doesn't even scratch the surface for one. And second, exercise shouldn't be a form of punishment for enjoying a nice meal and quality time with your loved ones and with your family. And it's the same thing that I see often. And it's so normalized um, because it's funny on Thanksgiving Day, I went and did a boot camp class with my husband. And I remember the instructor saying, Oh, yeah, let's burn all these calories so we can eat more later today. And this message is so normalized, but it is so problematic that that's why I think it's important for me to talk about this here as to why we need to let it go. Because how many times I I can say that I have done it, and I'm pretty sure that most people that are listening to this podcast have probably done it. Oh, I overconsumed on Christmas. So tomorrow I'm going to do an extra 30 minutes of cardio to burn off the calories that I ate. That's disordered eating. That is common, but that's not normal behavior. That is not normal relationship with food. So whenever I started to understand and whenever I started to come to terms that food is to be enjoyed and exercise is not punishment for the food that I enjoyed eating with the people that I love, this strategy, it started to make a lot more sense. And it started to become a lot more effective as well because I didn't resent myself for not putting in the work and to make it worth having quality time with my family. No. And what do you do after you have a nice meal with your family? You pick it back fresh again next day. No need to do extra anything because then it just becomes a cycle, especially as your life starts to become busier and you have more demands relying on that additional exercise. It's not going to solve the problem. And because ultimately you only have so many hours in the day. So if that is the strategy that you're using, oh, I'm going to have like this food and I'm going to do extra exercise. Well, how much time are you going to have to spend exercising to burn off all the things that you're going off the rails and you think that doing extra cardio is going to cancel it out? Does that make sense? So don't use exercise to justify binging or vice versa. Food with your family is an experience and exercise is not punishment. And my strategy is to just pick it back fresh again. Next day, drink some extra water to flush it out and carry on with your day. Get back to eating according to your goals because chances are that just that one meal is not really going to make that much of a big difference if you have been consistent for the other, you know, 362 because there's also Thanksgiving. Last but not least is pay close attention to where your calories are coming from. And that's something that I see often with, you know, drinks. What is it? The Starbucks one that mint mocha, whatever, with whipped cream on top. And then there is the eggnog. It's great, tastes amazing, 
But if you look, he has a lot of calories. And I'm not saying that you are not to have that, but to understand that it is very calorie dense. And those calories from liquid beverages need to be taken into account as well. So really just being mindful and paying close attention to where your calories are coming from, you know, liquid calories or the little snacks that you are just walking around and grabbing here and there because they add up. And again, I am not saying that you are not to have it, but we can only fix or improve when we realize and we become aware of some kind of behavior that we have. So for example, if you are somebody who is always, you know, the BLTs that we call in the Powerhouse Academy, the bite, lick, and uh, taste, if you're always BLTing everywhere, those calories add up. If you're always having a sip, even now it's an eggnog, it's just a sip. Well, it's just a sip, but if you have a sip here, a sip there, a sip here, and a sip there, by the end of the day, you might have an extra five or 600 calories that's not being accounted for. So it's just be mindful and be aware of what you're doing so you can pay attention and understand how your body is responding to things. Because I find that many people live in an unwanted denial because they don't understand that everything that they eat, except like water and diet sodas and things like that, it's likely to have calories. Even some of the things they're labeled as zero calories still have calories, like sugar-free gum and stuff like that. So, you know, just paying close attention, being mindful. I am not saying that it's not for you to have a sip of this, a sip of that, a snack of this, a snack of that. but be mindful of it so that you can be mindful whenever the actual meal comes because the meal is also going to have calories. So it's more about education. And one thing that it can be helpful is to roughly track, use an app like MyFitnessPal to track because it gives you a very good visual of what you think that you're consuming to what you're actually consuming. Data is king. Change doesn't happen from just feelings alone. I cannot begin to tell you how many people are like, oh, I'm just eating 1,200 calories. And then whenever we put in paper, the person is consuming like 2,300 calories that they had no idea where it was even kind of coming from until they sat down and started like putting everything pen to paper. So really paying close attention, understanding, being aware of those additional calories is going to be incredibly helpful and a very good strategy for you to minimize the weight gain during the holiday season. So now just to do a quick recap of the five strategies that I use, I keep a routine. I don't go to parties hungry. I have let go of that all or nothing mentality that is like, oh, if I, you know, if I already messed up here, what I perceive as messed up, I had something that was off plan, then I'm just going to go ahead and keep on eating for the next two and a half weeks because what's the point? No, let go of that all or nothing mentality. The next meal is a, is a new opportunity to get things back on track. Next day is a good opportunity to get things back on track. So don't beat yourself up. Number four is don't use exercise to just five binging and vice versa. You know, exercising in order to be able to eat a bit more or burning off the turkey the next day, like that's disordered relationship with food. It's very common, but just because it's common and has been banalized, it doesn't mean that it's normal behavior. 
And last but not least is to really be mindful and pay close attention to where the calories that you're consuming are coming from, the BLTs, the little taste, the sip of high calorie drinks, you know, your latte, your eggnog, your whipped cream on top, the hot chocolate, all of this great, tasty, fine, you can have it. However, understanding that they are going to come very calorically dense. So these are my five tips. If you have any tip that you would like to share with me, please do. I love learning from you as well. You can find me on socials at Natalia Melofet. You can find the link down in the description below. And if you would be so kind to also leave a review, that would be an amazing Christmas gift for me. If you could leave a review for this podcast, if you're enjoying the content, if you're thinking the content that I'm putting out is being helpful to you, the way for you to give me a Christmas gift and pay me back is by sharing this episode or an end, leaving a review and letting everybody know that the podcast is amazing. That way, whenever people are scrolling, they are going to see your review and they're going to be like, oh my God, it's amazing. I want to listen to it too. Okay. So I hope you have an amazing time celebrating this time of the year with your family, loved ones, and really enjoying the moment, let go of crazy expectations, and set boundaries that you feel are healthy for yourself. You do not have to be everything for everyone. You do not have to show up for everyone if it is coming at the cost of your sanity, okay? So enjoy, have an amazing time. I am going to be jetting off and living my best life in France. And I'm very excited for that. And so are the kids. They've been asking every single day. So I will speak to you guys on next week. And I'll see you soon. Have fun. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. But let me ask you, what was your aha moment in today's episode? I would love to know. You can leave me a comment or voice message at the link in the show description. You can also follow me on Instagram and let me know what topics you want to hear more about or who I should have on the show. As for today, this is it for today, guys. I'll see you back next week for another episode of the Unfiltered Fit Life podcast.